The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me again on your weekend. Going straight into a crazy ending in this final stretch of the NFL season where the Bills and Bengals will get international eyes on their televisions at 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, you name it, all, all time zones will be watching this game. What an exciting time to be a Bills fan. I was not even, I wasn't alive <laughs> the last time the Bills were mentioned um, as the as the potential number one seed, um, if that was like two years old. But I will say, um, guys, we are here, and it is what feels like the, the breaking point of something going the Bills' way or going the complete opposite way, and we're back to square one like last year. I am hoping it is exactly what we're hoping for this whole entire season and that the Bills can in fact clinch the number one seed in the AFC. But today guys we're going to be talking about several things. Obviously that is the topic of discussion um, centrally right which is the Bills and Bengals game. We're going to talk about Chicago. Um, We're going to talk about Dawson Knox and how they're getting him going. Uh, Then we're going to finish it off talking about you know the Bengals what are they bringing to the table what the Bills need to look out for um, and also why the I think the Bengals should have lost to the Pats a game that I thought was collapsing before their very eyes and we'll get there but um, yeah and we'll finish off with a score prediction and um, finish off with a couple more points rounding off as to what I think could make or break the game for the Buffalo Bills um, based off of the history of the Bengals so Guys, thank you again for joining me. So getting into this real quick, let's talk about Chicago. I I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think the game plan was to tune up other things offensively. They haven't had the luxury and time to take care of. Um, And that brings me into this first point, right? Talking about Dawson Knox, being able to high point the ball. 
as a tight end, you need that. As a tight end, you not only use your size, but you need to lose. You need to use your ability. And I think they're trying to extract that more and more out of Dawson Knox because the more they do, the more it's going to open up this playbook. And you saw what happened. Dawson Knox becomes a point of worry for the Chicago Bears defense. And no and behold, not only did Josh Allen begin to pop off shortly afterwards, but then the run game after Josh Allen was making some poor decisions and things were not going the way he was hoping um, with passing the football. There we go. The, the run game just exploded. And guys, this is exactly what the Bills were hoping for going into a game where you desperately, absolutely need to be able to run the football. Whatever that means, if it's 80, if it's 150, or if it's going to be a close game, you need that yet 70 range of, of yards to get you in the red zone or get you that production to get you closer to the end zone. That's what you need. What's crazy, you know, the media still complains, you know, about what the Bills are doing, and the Bills still went over 30 points, practically shutting down Justin Fields. But I will give Justin Fields the benefit of the doubt a little bit that he wasn't get, he wasn't able to get more points on the board because he had so many injuries on the offensive side of football. I get that. But as far as his ability to be to be able to get in and out of the pocket, the Bills sealed him up. And, you know, I am just happy. That game is over with. No one's hurt. There's not a thorn in Buffalo's side going into the biggest game for the AFC Conference this year. I mean, this is it. If Buffalo can tough this out and then win the following week, the playoffs will run through Buffalo. So, now that the Bears game is over, it, it, it's it's finally out of the way. The Bengals have the Bills coming into town. The weather looks to be great. Looks like there's going to be a slight heat wave in the middle of December. So, it might hit in the 60s. We'll see. But um, it's projected to be a beautiful day for football. Therefore, both offenses are going to come ready to play and ready to show out on what feels like a precursor to the NFL playoffs. This is probably going to be the most entertaining and fun game to watch since the Bills faced the Chiefs in the divisional round last year. And so, I looked at a lot of tape with the Bengals, what they're bringing to the table, you look at Samaji P. Ryan, you look at Joe Mixon, you look at their stellar wide receivers in Chase, Boyd, and Higgins. We know what they can do. Hayden Hurst is no one to be trifled with either. Their offensive line, um, they get a lot of flack, but I think they've improved a ton. When you have a basically what is a pocket passing quarterback, primarily in Joe Burrow, he's going to get sacked more than anyone else in the league. Obviously, because he's not trying to scramble for his life and throwing the ball away. Which, yes, it's, it's, I get, you know, well, I would rather my quarterback, um, you know, throw the ball away than get a sack. Well, if you have a quarterback that's committed to the game plan and he is successfully thrown from the pocket, that, in my opinion, as we have seen historically, is way more terrifying. There have only been four times in over two decades four times guys in over two decades that mobile quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl ring so yes this Monday night 
the defense in Buffalo has their work cut out for them. And they better hope that Joe Burrow does not get off to a hot start. I am saying that that is the game plan for the Buffalo Bills to avoid Joe Burrow from getting to a hot start. They can go up 14-0, hopefully close out the game late because Joe Burrow will do Joe Burrow things. Joe Burrow can be down 21-3. Joe Burrow can be down 17-3. Joe Burrow has been down several times and still finds a way to freaking win. I have a ton of respect for this team. If I were not a Bills fan, I would either be a Niners or a Bengals fan. Um, but, you know, it, it's tough because we feel for teams like this. I say the Niners just because I feel like they're they're one of those teams that, you know, they've, they've stuck to it. You know, they, they've definitely tried to weather the storm, keep their players, keep everything together as much as they can. And look at the Bengals. The Bengals have done the same thing over the years. And the Bills, you know, they're, they're following suit um, with the process of, of what they say, um, you know, and, and it's looking like it's working finally, right, in, 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 in the trajectory that we were all predicting. It all begins with Josh Allen, ends with Josh Allen, just like it begins with Joe Burrow and ends with Joe Burrow. Um, and now their two worlds are colliding for the first time in their careers. They have a ton of respect for each other. Jordan Palmer also works with Joe Burrow in the offseason. So they are very familiar with each other. It's going to be a very competitive game. It's going to be interesting to see the dynamic, though. You just wonder, are they going to start slinging it around like crazy? Are they going to try to outplay each other? Who's going to get away from the game plan first, I think, is what's going to decide the game. And what we have seen so far from the Buffalo Bills is that when they play on prime time, this season they're undefeated, number one. Number two, um, they come to play. Their game plan seems absolutely flawless. And people always want to have so much to say when a team that has Super Bowl aspirations has some, you know, things they got to tune up and they see them losing games to opponents they feel like they shouldn't. All right, I get it. Imagine what the NFL world would feel like right now if the Kansas City Chiefs had lost to the Texans. Exactly. Well, Joe Burrow was obliterated early in this season by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now everyone's basically on the Burrow train. So, I just think that most of these games that happen, it's a crock of crap, honestly. Like, look at the record, look at the quality of wins, the strength of wins. That's who I am believing is going to win. Right now, Buffalo has an edge. Last time I checked, they are not the underdog, still, <laughs> by negative 1.5. And it is it is going to be a very interesting game. To predict the dynamic of this game is going to be... It'll, it'll drive you borderline crazy because either the Buffalo Bills stop the 50-50 balls against the Bengals or they don't. And let me tell you right now, that is going to either win or lose this game for Buffalo. I'm going to call it like it is. Every single time I see Joe Burrow sit in that pocket 
for more than two and a half seconds, it's a 50-50 ball or it is a freaking dart. And every time it's a 50-50 ball, his boys are coming down with it. He's had hiccups here and there where, you know, he just doesn't read the coverage well or he has a receiver that doesn't read. Like, you know, Joe Burrow is a stud. But if there was a weakness in that team, it all comes down to they are consistently having to come back after very sloppy play. And if the Buffalo Bills can put the nail in the coffin early on this team, meaning I'm talking about Josh Allen throws three tutties or the the offense just scores three tutties and then forces Joe Burrow to throw it into 50-50 territory, if you will, which I think it's going to be very interesting. I think the Bills are going to play primarily cover two, uh, Tampa two, Tampa two concept. Maybe mixing up uh, some blitzes here and there whenever they feel they feel fit and they have the liberty. I just think that they are going to force. If that happens, it's going to first it's going to force Joe Burrow to throw it into Jordan Porter territory. Throw it, uh, you know, against Tre'Davious White, who is now coming into his own after the injury. It's going to be so interesting. Now, everyone's kind of buzzing around, oh, what about the other side? you got to worry about Kyrie Elam. you got to worry about Dane Jackson. Well, that's the whole reason of playing zone coverage. There's help there. I would be way more concerned if we were playing a lot more man-to-man going into this um, Monday night, which I don't really foresee that unless Leslie Frazier and this team gets desperate and they go down two possessions and, and they want to try to get some pressure or force Joe, force Joe Burrow to throw it in some tight windows and tight coverage. Um, I think they have to stick to the zone. They have to stick to that nickel zone just to be able to also contain the run game. Joe Mixon, once he gets going, he is very hard to stop. And if there's one thing that I know the Bengals are eyeballing like crazy is how can we get this run game going so we can get the ball to, so we can get the ball to Jamar Chase deep. And there's a lot of media out there that is saying that the Buffalo Bills will not be able to run the football against the Bengals. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I am going to absolutely disagree with that because of the rate that James Cook is developing. It's making Devin Singletary come out of the grave right now. It's insane. The run game 
is resurrecting itself, and it's all because of James Cook. The one thing I noticed about him and the way he's running with the football. So I want to go back into some NFL history here. Tiki Barber was one of the most fumble-ridden running backs in NFL history until Tom Coughlin fixed the way he ran with the football. If you notice, you you can go back and watch it. Tiki Barber was always running with the football on his side, and then Tom Coughlin said, stop doing that crap. Put the ball closer to the front of your chest so you have you have constant peripheral vision on that football when you're running so you don't turn the ball over. That's the way James Cook is running with the football. And it is, for, for defenses, when you're trying to actually disrupt him, well, number one, you're trying, to, you're trying to strip the ball, you can't because his eyes are on it, number one. Number two, his speed is very, very hard to predict. Number three, his agility is getting better and better because the game is starting to slow down for him. So, I don't, I don't know who's the running back whisperer in Buffalo, but man, they're going to get promoted fast. This run game looks really, really good. James Cook is getting smarter and smarter. He's peaking at the right time for his rookie year, and all that's going to do. In this game, I believe the Bills are going to have success running the football. I'm not going to say how how many yards. I'm going to maybe just predict 70 to 80, but it's going to be when you need it. I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get it. And I think this is a game that Josh Allen is looking at, and he's saying to, he's saying to himself every single day, if I win this game, not only do I put my put my team in the position to 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 win, uh, you know, the biggest game in the AFC. I'm gonna I'm gonna possibly win an MVP, because I took down Lamar, I took down Mahomes, and then I took down Joe Burrow. I think that shoots him up into the ranks, and Jalen Hurts after the loss that the Eagles had and losing a game. I think that does knock down his chances a little bit, and we'll see how good he's going to play with that injury for the rest of these couple of games. But again, if I'm Josh Allen, I think I'm going to have the biggest, I am projecting myself to have the biggest game in my career to put the stamp of approval forever on the player that he truly is. He's not those weird interceptions that are just happening here and there. Like honestly, I get why that is upsetting people, but it's it's just it's it's super small details. Right? It's happening against teams that quite frankly, he's just taking chances. I feel like to take chances. You can see it. He wants to get the other guys going. He knows what Stephon Diggs can do. He knows what Gabe Davis to do can do. He knows that the rest of this core in this offense needs to figure it out. And so, yeah, he's putting that blame on his shoulders, basically, and how he's dealing with the football. And he's getting judged for it. But this is a game where I think he cleans up a lot. Primarily because I just do not think that anyone matches up well against Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, and the run game is emerging. And Josh Allen is just Josh Allen. And I just feel like when the Bengals are slowly trying to figure it out, they get behind quick in a game. And then they open up the playbook, right, in the second half. 
They've done that for Joe Burrow's literal career. That's their game plan. It's always that way. I mean, yes, they have been in most recent games. I'm not going to lie. They have been starting quick. They have been executing really well. But if we're going to talk about the Bengals' weakness, that is their weakness. That is where the Bills can expose them. Final score prediction, I have the Bills winning 34-21. I think the Bengals are going to struggle in the first half, and that's going to be the leaky valve that undoes them. If you don't believe me, there's some proof. The only thing, they didn't face a team that was willing to put the nail in the coffin. They were down 17-3 to in the first half against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, being as leaky and abysmal as they were, still let the game get by them. But that was a good football team. That, had, that, that team had Tom Brady. I think Josh Allen goes up 17-3 to against the Bengals. I think it's a blowout. Buffalo is not a team you want to give a big, a big lead too early. You will get blown out because the defense is going to get very, very confident and very, very aggressive, and they're going to want to pad those stats. So as of right now, guys, the Buffalo Bills control their own destiny. We all know that. We all see it. Now, the main thing for Buffalo is, let's say, I don't want to look past this week too much right now, but let's say they win. They have to keep laser focus after possibly the biggest win in the last couple of seasons. You do not want to play New England going in there cocky. You still have to keep your guard up. Bill Belichick's still a good coach. The Patriots snuck up on the Bills. (laughs) Excuse me. Snuck up on the Bengals last week. And going back to that game, that game showed me that when the Bengals panic, they panic bad. I mean, you basically have the game in the bag. And just the mental and, 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 and just clueless errors that happen. All, that, all, the, all the Patriots had to do was run the ball up the middle, hang on to it, score a touchdown, and you win. The running back didn't have enough awareness. The ball gets punched out. Bengals get the ball back, they win. The fact that the Patriots were able to sneak up into that game and almost upset the Bengals says a lot about the Bengals, but it also says a lot about the Bills need to still keep their guard up, right? There's, It's like the final straw has to be Belichick. Until he freaking retires, or I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Brady goes back to New England, which I think is a very strong possibility if some players follow him there. But I am hoping that the coaching and and the leadership in this team keeps this team focused. Because it is a switch in culture, a switch in mentality, that this is it. This is the hump that the Bills have to get over. We all know about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl can happen when it happens. But to be able to convincingly beat a great team and then sealing it all up against Bill Belichick to go into the playoffs with a first-round bye, get healed up, get ready for whoever comes to town to Buffalo, 
Are you kidding me? They could taste it. Bills players tasted at the end of that Miami game what another team was going to feel like. And that cold wind comes in. But they're used to it. The uncomfortable. The deep water. This is it. It's their time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me again on Buff Hubby, Buffalo Wings Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. To all the military and first responders, thank you for all that you do for our country and our communities. You guys stay safe out there. Even with all this snow that's still piled up, watch, watch for each other out there. God bless the families. And my, my prayers go out to those who lost loved ones in Buffalo as well. Um, stay strong out there, Bills fans, Bills Mafia. Go Bills.